Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Evening is a very special evening for us. Oh, this is a day that we've been waiting for for a very long time. And by the grace of God, God took our mother all the way to India. And he has brought her back safely. And she has come here. Come and bless us. Why don't you rise to your feet? Add a shout, add a clap, add a jump. And let's welcome our very own. Thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for bringing us together. I pray, Lord, that as your word comes, you will speak to each and every one of us. And Lord, may we be just so blessed that we came. In Jesus' name, and all the saints shall say, Amen. Okay, God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. It's a real pleasure to see all of you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. So are you passing exams and uh, doing major things and studying? Hallelujah. All right. Anyway. Wow. Are you the same way you were when I left or you have put on weight or... They have reduced in weight or... (laughs) I don't believe you at all. Someone says you have lost weight. I wonder. (laughs) Anyway, before I start to preach, let me just um, give you one announcement. Next week is our operation Don't Think About It week. It's a time of fasting and praying. And I know you are immediately going to say you are learning, but we are fasting and praying (laughs) from Monday to Friday. Now, because you are close to exams, I will leave it to you to some degree. And I'm just going to give you all the schedules that are there. If you are wise, you add yourself. If you are wise, as much as you can. Are you there? So, first of all, we're going to pray every dawn. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be praying from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. with our convener, uh, Bishop Eddie Fabian, online. Yeah. And Tuesday, Friday, usual flow. 
And then every evening we'll be here from 6 to 8 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Beautiful. And it's a time to fast a little. And I know some of you are immediately going to hide behind, oh, but I'm learning. Well, when you eat, have you seen the sluggishness that comes? When you eat a good plate of fufu and some soup, you know how you can't easily sleep. That's exactly the opposite, the reverse. When you have a light fast, that you become more alert. Yeah. Are you there? So at least do something. Is that okay? The reason why I'm not prescribing is that the way some of you are, you'll come and tell me that because you were fasting, you couldn't read. Uh So I leave it to your pastors to give you good ideas of how to fast. There are all kinds of fasts. Yeah, all kinds of fasts. The Bible talks in the book of Daniel about no sweet meats. It was a fast that Daniel had. Are you there? And decide that your fast the whole week you will not eat meat. You know, you'll be shocked at how you will not like your food. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. Mothers who are breastfeeding who want to feed, who want to fast, we tell them just stay on the kinky, at mashed kinky. You'll be amazed at how you don't like mashke. Just because that's what you have to eat. Yeah, no, so it is, I'm just showing you that it is still a sacrifice. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. You can also decide that you are doing from morning to 12. You can decide you're doing from morning to three. I mean, whatever you, you can do, just do it. I leave it to you. Some of you, you are so obtuse, you will not do anything. It's your business. Mm, it, it is completely your business. Yeah. It's completely your business. Yeah. But I'm sure that some of you will do something. Ask your neighbor, will you do something? Something. Please don't do nothing. Do something. Amen? If you have not learned anything at all by now, I think you know that God has a lot to do with what's happening with you in this life. Yeah, so do something, do something. And the rest of us will be continuing as programmed. So you join in. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, tonight I'm just going to be continuing what you've been hearing for the past few weeks. We've been talking about tithing, isn't it? And if by now you don't tithe, I think it's your own problem. Hey, hey. Tonight, I'm just going to share with you how tithers fulfill the laws of wealth creation. Wow. How tithers fulfill the laws of wealth creation. Wealth is a very mysterious thing. When you are simple-minded, you say that, oh, if you work hard, you'll be rich. You know, it's not the only component, because if it were... Our farmers will be among the most prosperous people on earth because they work real hard, really, really hard. But, so it is not really so. And there are many things that contribute towards, I mean, wealth. So when you begin to see it, it's time to look at it and begin to understand what's going on. Now, some of you are already tithing because maybe you believe in it and you've done it, and this helps you to understand a little more. And some of you are still at the point where you don't tithe. And you need to also begin to (laughs) get into it and understand. So let's look at some of the laws that you activate by tithing. What's a law? A law is a rule. It's something which it applies. Whether you are white or black or big or small or, you know, you understand or you don't, it applies. So the law of gravity. If you go up, it says what? Whatever goes up must come down. So... If you are 
a baby. If you go up, you'll come down. You are an adult. If you go up, you'll come down. You are white. If you go up, you'll come down. You are black. Go up, come down. You are a girl. You go up, you come down. You are a boy. Are you there? That's what makes it a law. So it operates regardless of who you are. And when you want to stop it from operating, like when a plane is flying, you have to go and do other things to cause it to be, to be, to be overcome. Are you there? And so when you tithe, you actually activate some laws. The first law that you activate is the law of humility. Yeah. Many people do not know that humility is one of the major sources of wealth creation. Humility. Pride and poverty are friends. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you are proud, God takes a stand against you. Mm. Hello. And that alone is a problem. I don't know anybody who would want God to be against them. Mm. Even those who don't like him wish that he will not. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Psalm 53 and verse 1. So already it has described the person. Now when you have humility, it allows you to learn a lot of things. Many businesses have failed because of pride. I remember a telecommunications, um, not telecommunications, a, a network, one of these very first mobile networks that came into Ghana. Must have been in the 90s, I believe it was, or early 20-something, 2000-something. Africa Online, it was a very... I mean, it covered Ghana very quickly. And it was the first, if I remember rightly, that actually brought the internet into our homes. And yes, it made it accessible everywhere, even in the north of Ghana, where at that time, many things were not functioning. These guys were everywhere. Until, tell your neighbor, until. Until pride entered their heart or head, I don't know which one it entered. And they changed their rules. They used to, they had, they had hundreds, millions probably, of, of internet users in their homes. And they used to provide a very good service. If you call and say that my thing is falling down 24 hours, they've sorted you out. Regarding <laughs> three MTMDs, MTM didn't exist at the time. And then they got a leader. You see, they were all over Africa. And they got a leader somewhere who felt that the way they were important and things were, were, were moving on, they felt that the individual subscriber was not important. Yes, yes. The individual subscriber. And the person's theory was that if they were able to, now that we are known, now that we are big, let us just target Major companies. Do I need to tell you what happened? <laughs> you see, it's called hubris born of success. Pride from success. Because as soon as you say that, you must know that at least not in this continent. Not in how many major, major companies are in Africa? As for Ghana, dear, the answer is zero. But you just extend it. <laughs> okay, the answer is almost zero. You put down Ashanti Gold, who again? 
Ashanti Gold even pray about it. Who again? Price was house. Oh, now how big they are in Ghana. Something, something. What again? Ah, some of you, well, you are all looking at me. I thought you educated people. You don't know any of the industries that we, I mean, any of the large businesses we have in Ghana. Hey, Nimot, okay. Nimot, who again? I've got only three so far. Those of you at the extreme end, are you in part of the, uh, or, or you don't know, you are looking on Google. So, <laughs> what? Hey, they are same as Ashanti, and Google Ashanti, yeah, same thing. But you can see that they are not a lot. Oh. You can see that not a lot. So if you are bringing your something, then you suddenly feel that now that you are popular, is these ones. What is going to happen to you? What's going to happen to you? Yeah. It's by these small, 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 small. Out of pride, the whole thing collapsed. The whole thing. I mean, after a while, they just had to get up and go. And so it is with any business or empire or political party or whoever you need, as soon as pride arrives, no, that's it. So you can see that pride and wealth, they don't work together. They don't work well together. I hope you are hearing what I'm sharing with you. Yeah. They don't work well together. I hope MTN is listening. Mercy and Vodafone. That, no, they, are, they have millions of small clients, but they better treat them well. Because that's all they have, at least in here. Maybe somewhere else, the big, big ones will work. But Ghana, when Obama wanted to become president, it was the $10, $10 from millions of young people. It gave him the largest campaigning amount of money than any other president up until that time. The presidents used to be supported by major rich men. Do you get it? And this man, he knew that, Charlie, as I've come with this, my black face and things, there's no way to support me. So he went to the, and just said, Charlie, $10. And that $10, $10, $10, he raised far more than the so-called, hello, are you there? Just to, just, you know, just to make you see that <laughs> things are not as they, as they look. And I'm just showing you how, you know, it must take some humility to get up and go to young people and say that, you know, even $10, I'm sure they thought that, look at this man. Anyway, it's all part of history. Hallelujah. You know, so when you begin to pay your tithe, you are, you are accepting a certain humility that, look, Charlie, <laughs> I can't make it on my own. Let me do what God says I should do. Somebody can tell me what to do. Ask your neighbor, can somebody ever tell you what to do? Some of you haven't reached anywhere where nobody can talk to you yet. <laughs> yeah, but when you give your tithe, you are saying, God can talk to me. And God can talk to me about my finances. Uh, please, ask a second question. Uh, about your finances, can anyone talk to you about your finances? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I need you to see that humility is one of the qualities that generates wealth. Some of you who are broke, the reason why you are struggling is because there are some jobs you consider beneath you. Mm. It is true. Yeah, it's true. Feel that once I've come to invest, I cannot be doing this work. I cannot go and clean somebody's house. I cannot look after somebody's children. That's why you are broke. It's just pride doing you. Uh, ask anybody, is it you they are talking to? Who exactly? Uh, uh, 
It's amazing that some people prefer to sleep with men for money, which to me is far below just washing someone's floor. Hey, the way the church is quiet is very interesting. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand and decipher your quietness. It's like, I, I'm not sure really. <laughs> but just because you can cover that one up in a certain way, you think it's whatever. But you see that if you put your pride down, you could do a lot. Mm. Some of you, if you stop trying to catch up with your friends, you'd have saved a lot and done a lot more. Hey, I'm just showing you how pride and wealth don't go together. But because you want to look like the Joneses. Hey. Let us continue, please. Mm. They were the Kardashians, God forbid. <laughs> Let's go to another law. You activate the law of sowing and reaping. That one is a whole sermon. I probably will talk about it more tomorrow in the present service. So maybe you might want to listen. We can't do all. So sometimes doing a bit here and another part there gives you a better view. But it's a law. If you sow, you reap. So when you are tithing, that's one of the laws that you are activating. Amen? One of the things that will work on your behalf. And it is also one of the oldest laws of wealth creation in the world, to sow and to reap. Man has done this for, I think, as long as, I mean, from after the fall to today. You want something, you go, ah, okay, they're giving me a nice scripture. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer, day and night, shall not cease. I mean, it's an old law. But there's a time to plant a seed and a time to harvest. And honestly, if you don't plant anything, one group of people who amaze me in this world are people who don't tithe but expect to prosper. <laughs> they amaze me, pa. I think nowadays I've become very cool. But there was a time when if you are non tither, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that I won't pray for you. Not for any bad reason. Master, please come and sort me out now. Not for any bad reason, but I was reading my scripture. My scripture told me that when you don't type, you are under a curse. And I said, hey, as I've laid my hands upon you, then the curse is coming. And you know Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Hey, Charlie, and my hand is on you and it's coming. Is my hand not even before your head? Before I'm aware, hey. Look, you may think I'm funny, but was it not Bishop Oedepo who got out of somebody's car? Was he the one? Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was being picked up from some airport, and he was chatting with the person as he was going. Then, I don't know where the Holy Ghost or what, as the guy that does he tight, he said, no, it's in the, I beg you, stop right here and tell your pastor to please send another car for me. Because, Charlie, hey. You see, some of you read the Bible, but you don't believe it. But if you really believe it, eh, there are some things you won't do. You, God says that, you should bring the tithe. If not, you are under a curse. Then me, I'll come to lay hands on you. You should see that. It's, it's a very, uh, very some way, very trouble, as if you know more than God. And you don't know when the thing will be activated too. <laughs> are you in the church? You have suddenly become very serious. I, I wonder what is happening on with you. Happening with you. Uh, yo. Don't, don't reflect for long. Just pay your tithe. That's all. It's a very simple solution. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you tithe, eh, you actually qualify for a harvest. Amen? I think I, it is in this service I have shared it before, using my tithe card. 
Yes, when I was a student outside, abroad, yes. And needed to pay bills. We had moved, the bills were timed according to the, each, each, I don't want to call it a region, but let's say for the purposes of understanding, each region. Is it a region? A district. Because, yeah, each district had its own time. So you pay your light bill at this time, this, at that, this. Then we moved to another place. So suddenly there were two bills. Charlie, one was a student, so you can't handle two bills. And I was wondering, how are we going to clear all these bills? And I was praying when the Lord led me to go and pick my tithe card. You see, those of you who like giving your tithe and you have gaps. I didn't have any gaps. And it was the Lord who showed me that, Charlie, if I have paid my tithe, then I can ask him to cover this. Yeah. And I prayed a prayer, and it worked for me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have sowed. I need the harvest. Yeah. Hey. This evening is a very tough one, I can see. Anyway. Psalm 126, verse 5. We're just looking at one or two sowing and reaping scriptures. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Did you see it? They that sow in tears. Oh. 126, 5. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, what have you sown? Eh? Mm. Luke 6, 38. <laughs> These are just some of the scriptures governing this sowing and reaping law. Give and it shall be given unto you. So you have not given. So what should come back? Good measure, press down and shake him together. What should come? What should come? Zero times anything is, uh, is zero. Yeah. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero shaking together, everything. Yeah. Amen. I'm just taking you through very quickly. Hmm. The next law that you activate is the law of prioritization. Prioritization. There is something you will see in people who are doing well, and that is that they prioritize things. You can't do everything at the same time. Some of you, you are in school, but you want to also do everything. But you better know which one is first. Yeah. I want to be in school. I want to do business. I want to marry. I want to have children. What again do you want to do? I want to have a major job. I want, I want to travel. And all of this, you want to do it at the, right, at the same time. It cannot be. It cannot be. You have to prioritize. Are you there? And you must prioritize according to a certain something. So if now is the time to prioritize being in school, and then you say that, okay, you dear, you are going to use it to have children now. Ah, uh, please, you are entitled to your own free will, but you have brought a problem. You have brought a problem. <laughs> are you in the church? Now, when you give your tithe, your tithe is your first fruit. As soon as you get something, you are giving your first fruit. And that is a priority right there, a prioritization right there. Matthew 6.33, you should know it. Seek the kingdom, yeah. And, yes, and all things, exactly. So by as soon as somebody gives you money, as soon as your allowance comes, as soon as your salary comes for those of you who, who work, you take out your tithe. You are just saying that, Lord, you first. Before I think of all the bills, I've taken my tithe out. Many who do not tithe is because they don't do it first. You go and say, oh, let me pay this one. And I pay this one, I pay the tithe tomorrow. And I pay this, I pay. Hey. I bring it on Sunday. 
between, between Wednesday and Sunday, how many pitfalls are there not on the way? Hey, including a thief just coming for your money. <laughs> including the spirit of foolishness ministering to you and you just spend everything on a pizza for a girl who doesn't even like you. <laughs> ah. So before any foolishness catches you, as soon as you get the money, no, and sometimes not foolishness, sometimes it's real things. I mean, important things. So you just take your tithe out of it and put it aside. Are you here this yeah. evening or you have traveled? Yeah. You day or you know day? Yeah. yeah. And let it be a habit so that as soon as the money comes, you just take it out. Yeah, you just take it out immediately. That's why the church's account number should probably even be on your phone. If you know that you are a certain kind of person. All sanguine, stand to your feet. Sanguinous people. You are sanguine. Stand to your feet. Yes. Beautiful. Good. Nice. All sanguines. All sanguines. Very nice. It's good you know yourselves. All sanguines, listen to me. On your phone, have the number. Do you understand? Why do you think I'm saying that you should have the number? Because we and money is some way. Yeah, I'm also 50% sanguine. 49.5. Who is that? Who? <laughs> so you are so sanguine, you don't even know that you are sanguine. Not as anything, you just accept that this is how I am. You know, this is my failing. So you don't allow it to catch you. So as soon as whatever money lands, first of all, tell people either they should send it to you, not in cash, Momo. Something that you have to do something before you can send it. And then you just... Yeah, you just pay the tithe, it's over. Because we spend money without thinking. Is it true or is it not true? Yeah. So it's only to give you help. I only ask you to stand just to help you. That if you can accept, because there are some sanguines who can accept that they are sanguine and they are sitting down. Mm. And then, then, then. I don't have anything to say to you. But if you accept that you are sanguine, and there are some people, you see, a temperament doesn't mean you have everything of that temperament. So some people... You are not sanguine enough for people to say you are sanguine, but your money handling is, <laughs> is sanguine. So money doesn't stay in your hand. If you are like that, you too stand. Money doesn't stay in your hand. Okay. Oh, now Esther, you should have been standing da da da. Oh. <laughs> Do you see? This advice is just for you. Are you okay? You can see that money doesn't stay in your hand. Lord, rule number one, never take anybody's money for anything. If somebody's, no, it's true. If I'm standing here and Jeremy gives me money, what's in your hand, just give it to me, and tells me that I should go and give it to her, I'll tell him that I'm sorry. I'll tell him I can't, please. Then I'll call somebody and say, please, come and take it and give it to her. Why? When we put it in the bag, we have even forgotten. Have you not forgotten? Then you've spent it. Then they call you. They say they sent you with my money and they have given you my money and you are like, hey, where, when? By that time, the money is history, long time. Hey. Me, mom, dear. Oh, one time somebody was sending money. The person told me that I should take the money and give it to my husband. I said, if you like yourself. No, what harm If you like yourself. If you like yourself, find another route. Now, if it enters my bag. Oh, 
For me, the, the, the rule is one. All money in the bag is for me. Hey, that's it. Are you there? Even as I traveled and come, I was with another. Yes. As soon as we arrived, I offloaded the whole budget of the journey on him. I told that our ability to live, to go, to come is on you. Hey! Before I've gone to buy sweets for some people who... <laughs> no, but do you get the point? Yeah, I'm just saying, just recognize it. Okay, the way I am with money. And decide that your type is not part of that. So, as soon as the money comes, before you can think, before you spend it, before you do anything... You just pay the tithe. Hallelujah. And what will happen is that there is, after a while, when somebody gives you money, when you haven't taken it out, you're not able to, yeah, you, you don't feel okay. Yeah, you just take it out. God bless you. Take your seat. Free advice. Amen. The next one, the next law that you're activating is the law of emulation. Emulation is simply a complicated word, way of saying a simple thing, copying. Before I continue, do not copy in the exam room. <laughs> if you copy there, I will add an additional prayer that may you be caught. May you be caught. Please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is not for the exam room. Before you go there, say that, Mommy said that copying is the most... <laughs> but let's go to the scriptures to show you that it's the law. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. The, the scripture uses the word followers, that ye be not slothful, but followers. Be an emulator, do you get it? A copier of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, a group of people who have really inherited the promises of tithing are the Jews. Ah, the Jews, they are, they are some very, what they have gone through in life, another nation would have disappeared. Yeah, from earth, or walked in extreme poverty. But it has not happened to them at all. At all. If you want to see the depth of it, you should look, I'm sure you can find it on Google. The land that Israel is on, that land, the Palestinians are on similar land. The Palestinian side is barren like something. The Israel side, juicy tomatoes, they actually export Export oranges. A people who have a desert. You get it? Very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. Meanwhile, their haters are more than those who love them. But one of their secrets is the tithing. That God told them to tithe. So even those who are a-religious, they are just there. They tithe. It is just built into their system. They believe that it should be this way. They believe in the tithe and the offerings. You know, and you see it in how they share their money. Are you there? Yeah. Mm. You see that even the, U the United States is afraid of them. I don't know how many people in the U.S. will admit that they fear. But the Jews in the U.S., they, they, they can't touch them. If they touch them, the U.S. economy will come down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will come down. Are you there? Yeah. So they are a very wealthy people. And if you are looking to do well... There are some a group of people that will say that it is good to look at what has made them like that. One of the things is this giving and this tithing that they do. And I want to just read from the book you have not you have that you have not read. Hmm. The Jews are known for their legendary wealth. 
They actually hated because of their success and riches. One of the chief practices of Jews is tithing. Tithing, therefore, is an activity of the legendarily rich, not the nouveau rich like the Kardashians. Those who have been rich, they are rich from far. <laughs> generational wealth. If you want to be rich, you must emulate rich people. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Hello? Are you there? Yeah. It says, why don't you emulate the Jews whose legendary wealth has brought them such fame and also jealousy? You see? So as you look at them and as you copy them, you need to see that these people, they tithe. It is something, it's written there. Amen. All right. Do you want to know another law? Yes. The law of seasons. The law of seasons. The law of seasons. The earth operates according to seasons. Are you there? Take us to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting from verse 1. Look at it. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Many times, one of the ways or one of the deceptions of the devil is that, oh, this thing, if I don't do it today, I can do it tomorrow. Do you see? Uh -huh. But there's a season. And when you are doing something outside of the season that is meant for it, you really struggle. You really struggle. Yeah. You see, it says there is a season. If you want, it can be done. Not that sometimes it can be done. If you want to have children, uh, children first and go back to school, you can do it. But it is not easy at all. I've known grown women to weep like children. Yeah. I remember and we used to have a lot of midwives here who would come to do their sandwich course. Do you remember the year one of them came? She was heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant. And she was believing God. Because when they come, they pay a lot. Very expensive and for the fees, accommodation, everything. So she was praying that she will finish and then have her baby. And two days before the start of her exams, the baby arrived. Mm. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I went to visit her, and I said, oh, I think that this one day, you're going to have to defer. She said that lie. With her fresh baby, she wrote every paper. Oh, yeah. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> you see. And it's a, even without the baby, the exams are well. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. It can be done. But there's a cost. There's a price. Are you there? You want to grow tomatoes when there's no rain. It can be done. But it's far more expensive than when there's rain. Yeah. So there's a season for everything. Amen. And every time money comes into your hands, that's a season of sowing for you, of paying your tithe. Because there will be a time in your life when you don't have money. There may be, yeah. Some people in between jobs. Some people at the end of school. takes a while to get a good job. Others, they want to move from one job to the other. Anything. It's not every day. Let's read the scripture. Genesis 41. Hmm. Reading from verse 29. This was Joseph's explanation to Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. 
and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. So <clears throat> Joseph was interpreting Pharaoh's dream for him, and he told him that there's going to be a season of plenty, and then there's going to be a season of famine. And if you look in life, you can sometimes see those seasons. For a while, you see that there's plenty of something. Most of us waste it. Mm. Most of us waste it. I mean, when Ghana had independence, Ghana actually had a lot of money. Some was used and some was wasted. And one would have thought when South Africa got independence, how many years after? After seeing how all the other African countries had made a mess, one would have thought that they would learn how to handle their things. But you can see that they are on the same road of self-destruction. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. Mm. So you need to see it. And when you practice tithing, you are seeing that this is your season, that something has come into your hand. And you tithe on it, knowing that it will be there to help you in your season of leanness. Hey, are you there? Mm. Beautiful. We are still looking at laws. Oh. The next one. The law of a willing attitude. You see, all these laws I'm giving you are also the laws of wealth creation. And we are saying that when you tithe, you, you are making use of these laws. Hallelujah. Isaiah 119 talks about you being, says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So it's not only being obedient, but you must also be willing, which has to do with your attitude. What attitude do you have? How do you do the things that you are doing? Amen? That you've been asked to do. And when you don't understand how a thing works, but you are willing to do it, it shows something. Amen? This generation, everything, unless they explain it to you. But it's the reason why you don't have any faith. Because when now there's no explanation, you're not able to, 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 to go with it. Yeah, everything has to be explained. When I traveled, I stayed with a certain family. And I mean, among other places where one stayed. And the pastor, his wife, his children, and his mother, they all lived in the same house. And they were bossing us about how they started in the ministry. And the young man said that his father passed away when he was 15. He's in his 30s now. And his father always sowed seeds. He never believed that he should save. He always felt that, look, Jesus is coming. So if money is dead, it must be used for the ministry to move. And he lived by that, which also meant that he didn't build a house. And he died in his 40s. So when he died, there's his wife and, he has, and their two sons. And they had nothing. And he said that even the car that his father had, some church member had gone and fallen into trouble and gone to take some loan. And the man had his pastor. The, guy, the father was a pastor. He had used his car as collateral for the person to be able to do it. And the person never paid the loan. So even the car cried, they didn't get to sell it because they had to give it up for collateral, you see. And, and you see that that family had a certain, what should I say, just a faith. 
They didn't understand anything. They didn't understand anything. And the man said that, the pastor, he was telling me that. His mom was there. His mother, she could speak some English, but for most of it, you have to translate. She was there. Her husband has died. She doesn't know what she's going to do, what next with her two children. And then she has a visitation of five angels. And the angels tell her that the ministry must continue. The ministry must continue. And she said that the three of the angels left after giving the message, and the other two sat down, and they picked her off the floor, and they just put her to just lie down on them like that, and they just ministered to her. When she got up, she had the strength, and she started a church, and that's the church today that is in India and also outside. Yeah, and her two sons are all pastors, one in India with her, the other one in the UK. Now, I want to ask you, where understanding even comes into this story? Do you understand it? Do you understand it? So if the woman was waiting to understand why her husband had died, I want you to explain what would have happened to she and her family by now. As you are waiting to understand everything before you do it. In the end, you realize that you just become faithless. Hey, the church is very quiet. Lord, if you knew that you needed a church, why did you take your servant away? You, you want an explanation? Hey, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> the way some of you need an explanation for your tithe, you know. Mm. So, especially when you don't understand, but it's in the scripture, just do. Just do. Yeah, just do it. And how you do it, so important. I come to you and I say, oh, Maybe I've, I've tied it up with a nice ribbon. And I said, oh, I just wanted to give this to you. I say, it's just a little towel. Okay, you can sit down again. Is it not different from me coming to say, collect? <laughs> Maybe even with a look on my face. Yeah. Both, you have given the thing, but how you gave it? And some of you, when you are bringing your tithe, the way you bring it, <clears throat> collect. That's how you tell God. You say you want tithe. Me, crap, even me asking you to bring, you haven't been brought in, you even want something. Yeah, get it, get it. Where, where is the blessing in that? Where is the blessing in that? The scriptures say if you are willing and obedient, that's when you eat the, the good of the land. Ask your neighbor, where is your willingness? Some of you, if we don't stand here and say, bring your tithe, you won't bring it. You are very quiet all of a sudden. If you are not reminded, if you are not reminded, you won't bring it. Because you now, as you are bringing it, you are hoping that we'll forget. So won't collect it, then you can say, I can spend it. I remember the story that is told of somebody who found 90 cities on the ground. <laughs> 90 cities is the type, not 9 cities. He never brought the type. And when the Holy Ghost asked him, said that, oh, but God, tell you I've removed the 10 cities already. Just said, no, 100 cities. And so the 90 that he found, the 90 is for him now. God has removed the 10 cities. I mean, are you not shy? Oh. <laughs> are you in the church? And so if you want to put your mind in everything, 
Most of us need more than we have to survive. The allowance is not enough or the salary is not enough. So if you want to now add your mind to this 10%, I pray for you. Mm. Are you there? Just be willing and decide that it's something that I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. This is what God says to do. It is done. Wow. I'm talking to some people tonight. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. <clears throat> the next one is the law of obedience. The law of obedience. To obey instructions. Hey, I've come to see that this generation, you struggle to obey instructions. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Answer all questions. You decide that you answer four. <laughs> Be what they are fi- you have decided you answer four. <laughs> answer question one and any other three questions. You can't. Simple instruction. <clears throat> but I'm not surprised. Because I have people among you who have been told, every time you have this kind of meeting, fill this form. They can't obey. Can't do. First year, first semester. Or or you become a leader, what? Second year, first semester. 14 weeks, you can't obey. Every day they must remind you. Second semester, 14 weeks, you can't remember unless they remind you. Ha! Just a simple instruction, a simple form. The form, it has even written what you should write there. Your name, date, this is there. You should just enter. This one too is a mountain. Hey! You can't obey. (laughs) Obedience. Look, some things in this life, eh? If you can't obey, you will never do them. You never do well. Are you there? Mm. I was telling them that I, some things fascinate me. One of the things that fascinate me are the routines in planes. You see, if you cannot obey instructions, you can never be a pilot. You are asking a question. Why you should turn the knob to one instead of to four? And you want to experiment and see what will happen when you turn it to four. And, and I watch some of the things that they do and it is as if it doesn't make sense all the luggage compartments in the plane they don't allow you to close it, when you, it I remember that the last flight I was on one of the guys tried he was trying, and the air hostess said just leave it and they will leave it until at a certain time then they will start Two air hostesses here, two there. And they will start to close them together. It's not I'm closing one and you are closing the next. Together, we close this one. When they close, they don't go to the next one. They turn. Then they close this one. Then they go this way. And I just said to myself that this thing, eh? And they never change it. I've never been on a flight that they decided we are closing all here. Back, 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 back. Then we come here. Back, back. No. No. One here, one here. One here. And two people. Always two. Always, always, when they finish, then the next instruction, you can hear it. They say, you can hear it aloud. Then they will say, cabin crew, arm 
slam the gates. She said, lock all the gates. And there are always two. And he tells them to follow according to the standard. And the two of them, one is only standing and watching the other one. Take the lever from here. I've armed the gate. When it is, we land and we are to get up, they'll wait at the last minute. Then they'll tell them, disarm. By that time, engine is even off. Then they open. Look, you want to understand what will happen if you don't arm the gate. You want to understand. <laughs> you want to understand why there are two and not one. Why do you think there are two? Why do you think there are two? It's very easy. Why do you think there are two? Only one person can lock the thing. Why, but why do you think there are two? The other one is just making sure that as it went from here, it went all the way. And it locked. That's all. You want to know what will happen. We'll be flying at 32,000 feet and the gate will suddenly do co -co -co -co, and it's why. <laughs> you want to know why. Just obey some high jobs unless you obey, you can't do. Are you there? And if you were God, you gave somebody 100 cities and told the person, give me 10 cities. The 10 cities has a problem. You couldn't bring 10 cities and you are expecting him to bring you 5,000. He's got to be out of his mind. Somebody's got to be what? Okay. 100 cities, bring 10. You cannot bring Will you give such a person one million cities? Okay. Why should God give you more? Why should he give you more? Your small allowance, 200 cities, you cannot obey. 20 cities. You have discussions with him and arguments over 20 cities. I'm saying something wrong. Hey. Me, as a human being, I give you 100 cities, I bring 10. You don't bring. I will not give you even 110. Even the 100 crowd won't be Oh, you see it again. Are you there? That's the law of obedience. That's the law of obedience. Just do it. This generation of two known people. Oh, we have done two known now, we have become stupid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't obey no instruction. Take the medicine. One now. Second one, eight hours later. Third one, morning, evening, morning, evening. Simple instruction on six tablets at your level of education, you cannot obey. Yen Pedro say, Yariana Ope. Hey, instruction, so. It's just instruction. Take one. Oh, Rev. One, walk on your way home. You're playing because your matter. Are you there? Take one. After eight hours, even the instruction you cannot. Hey, I forgot. Foolish boy, foolish girl. Who need phone? Set your alarm. What do you mean you forgot? Then the next one, morning, evening, morning, evening. As you are there, you have never completed the series before. And when I make a mistake and ask you, how are you? I don't know, my head has been paining. It must pain you. It must pain you. <laughs> are you in the church? Obedience. The law of obedience. You know, a time must come when we must just obey. 
we've been doing this series, and we'll probably talk about it one more time. I'm not sure. But you know, above all, I think you should just get it into your spirit. That as a child of God, God must be in charge of my, of my finances, and I'm going to obey what he says. Just tithe. Me, I have tithed all my Christian life. I don't joke with it. Mm. And at times, I feel that there are some things that, just in case I forgot, let me just add something to it. What about the things people have given to me that I can't cost them because I don't even know the price? So you, when they brought you 100 CDs, you just gave God 100, bam. You gave him 10 CDs, bam. But what about the 20 CDs somebody gave you that you didn't tie two CDs? What about the hairpiece somebody gave to you that you don't know the price? What about the shoes? You see that God has blessed you, uh, and you cannot calculate it. So stop being that miser, calculating to the last point, Zero, zero. Some of you even find persuasive to come and add to your type. Oh. Let us be willing. Why? And let us be obedient. It will change our lives. And some of you who are using and worshipping your poverty, I need to share with you that the Jews, when they are, when they are in need, they rather give. Yeah, they say it's the way to get out of it. May God help us. Because we have need of it. What is the tweet saying? Ah, okay, this is a nice one. Joshua was telling me about this breakdown of how the Jews spend their money. I can't read it. Please, don't you have your mic kiss by there? Yeah, let her read it for you. I think it's also in Bishop's book, something okay. like that. Yeah. Jewish parents teach their children 50, 50% spending. 20% investments, 10% savings, 10% tithes, and 10% offerings and giving. It's not too late to copy. Mm, thank you. Please send it on our page, by the grace of God, Faith Secrets pages. I think it's very powerful. Then may the Lord help us. Amen. And may he help us and deliver us from our mistakes. Stand to your feet. <laughs> You know, just spend a few minutes praying for yourself and just say, Lord, I made mistakes. If you have made mistakes and acknowledge them, and say, Lord, forgive me and help me. Just talk to him for a few minutes. Just a few minutes. We are closing. Is that how you pray in this church? Hey, serious. Open your voice, open your mouth. Pray. Lord, forgive me. This one, I don't know where thanks comes inside. Just ask the Lord to forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for when we have had the wrong attitude. When we have misled, when we have withheld what we shouldn't have. Our attitudes have been wrong and we have skipped over and we have taken things and we've been unwilling and Lord, sometimes we've not we've not obeyed you. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us for the times we've shown ourselves to be untrustworthy. And when we have haggled with you over one or two things, forgive us. And release us now to do what your word says in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to just obey you because we love you. 
Thank you for the privilege of giving. Give you praise tonight. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're here tonight, you've not given your life, your life to Jesus. That's the beginning of it all. I want to invite you to give your life to him. That's what he requires before he asks you for anything. If he doesn't need anything from you until you are his. You've not given your life to him. You cannot say for a surety that your name is written in the book of life. Then please let us pray together. Tonight you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Just lift your right hand up where you are standing and we're going to pray together. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift it. Just lift it. And maybe I can't see you where you are, but if you've lifted it, just come to me and let us pray together. A very short prayer, but very important prayer. Just come to me. Let us pray together. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for your grace and mercy towards us. Thank you for watching over us and keeping us. May we be tithers, oh God. Help us to do as you've asked us to do in your word. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.